We are in the Gemara in Lamed Aleph, Amad Aleph, 31A1 in the Art School Gemara. We're in the middle of an interesting discussion of the difference between a case of a questionable kiddushin, a questionable marriage uh, to the erva, to let's say a person's uh, niece, uh, who is uh, an erva, that niece is, is prohibited to marry or to do even with her father, um, versus a questionable get, where we know that they're married, uh, the brother and the niece are married, but there's a questionable get. It's unclear whether or not uh, they got divorced. And so those are the two cases that we're discussing and the differences between those two, those two cases. Uh, so again, the case is a case of, of potentially Yibam. We have two brothers. One's a live brother. The other one passed away. That brother who passed away was married to two women. One of them was a regular wife. The other one is his niece, let's say. And that niece, there's either a questionable marriage, whether or not they actually got married, uh, is, is put into question, or whether or not they got divorced. Now, if he is married uh, to her, so then both wives are exempt from Yibam and from Chalitza. They can marry whoever they want. Uh, both wives are exempt, the erva and the tsarist erva, and the co-wife. If uh, they are not married, either because they never got married or because he divorced his niece. Uh, so then all the only one who he's married to is uh, the other wife, and then that wife could do Yibam, could should be able to do Yibam or Chalitza. And so what the Gemara said until now uh, was that in this questionable scenario, we essentially in both cases rely upon a Chazaka. A Chazaka is the status quo. Uh, what would we assume before uh, we came on to this questionable situation? So essentially, when it comes to a questionable get, a questionable divorce document, so they are both married. If they're both married, then it is a co-wife of an erva. The other wife is a co-wife of the niece, and then she would be exempt. She'd be, she'd be able to marry whoever she wants. She has a total exemption from Yibum or Chalitza. And so therefore, it says the Gemara, in a questionable get, the co-wife the one who was not divorced or potentially divorced, uh, she should be able to marry whoever she wants. She doesn't have to do chalitza, she doesn't have to do yibam. And that's what the Gemara says, according to this opinion of Rabbah. We'll see in tomorrow's recording, hopefully, that, uh, that Abaye argues. Uh, but that's the, that is the opinion of Rabbah. Uh, but when it comes to a questionable kiddushin, a questionable marriage, so then it's very different. What is the status quo? So we know that he's married to the co-wife. Uh, so that's for sure true. We, it's questionable whether or not he's married to his niece. So the status quo is that she would be obligated to do Yibam or Chalitza and that she could do Yibam or Chalitza. So in that case, the status quo is that she could do Yibam. We should follow that status quo, that Chazaka, and she should be able to do Yibam. That's what should come out. However, the Gemara, based on the Mishnah, says that that's not true. Uh, that she, we tell her, don't do Yibam, just do Chalitza. We try. We are restringent, and even though the truth is that she could do yibum, because we can rely on the status quo, but we're stringent to say to do chalitza. And there is no concern. The Gemara. This is where we left off. The Gemara says uh, that there's no concern that if you do chalitza, then ah, uh, all of a sudden people will say uh, that the other co-wife, the niece, was really married, and that's why you're doing chalitza. No, nobody would say that because if you're doing chalitza. It proves to us that it's 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 a questionable scenario. If if the other wife was actually married, 
so then you would be totally exempt. So the fact that we tell you do chalitza and not do yibam shows that this is a quite this is a, a case where we don't know. We really don't know whether or not the brother is married to his niece or not. And so therefore we require chalitza. The Gemara now is going to ask, well, if we require chalitza, if we're going to be stringent when it comes to the case of the questionable marriage to his niece, and we're going to say, you know what, the co-wife has to do chalitza, so let us also be stringent when it comes to the questionable get. We have a questionable get. The status quo tells us she should be able to marry whoever she wants, but let us be stringent, just like we're stringent in the other case of a questionable marriage. Let us be stringent in the case of a questionable divorce. Even though we should rely upon the chazaka, the status quo, that she can marry whoever she wants, because the status quo is that they are both married uh, to the to the deceased brother, uh, but still, we should be stringent to require chalitza. Why don't we say that by Gerishin also? Why don't we say that we should require chalitza, just like we require chalitza in the case of the kiddushin, of the questionable kiddushin, the questionable marriage to uh, to the niece, so too we should require chalitza in the case of the questionable divorce to the niece. So the Gemara answers, no. The Gemara essentially says that no. If we allow for chalitza, if we do allow for chalitza and the questionable get, where the status quo is that she can marry whoever she wants, we are concerned that if you allow for chalitza, then maybe the person's the they're gonna end up doing yibam. Because once you allow for chalitza, in most cases, chalitza means you have an option of doing chalitza or yibam. So in this in this case also, there's concern that you know what they're gonna say if I if I have the option of doing chalitza, I also have the option of doing yibum. And if they were to do yibum, that would be a very severe violation. That would be marrying your brother-in-law when the status quo says that uh, since both are married by the status quo, the status quo essentially says that. It's your brother-in-law without yibum. This is not a case of yibum. This is a case of a total exemption uh, because you're a co-wife to the with the niece and so, uh, as the status quo. And so therefore, there should be a total exemption. The fact that you're doing yibum is a violation of, a severe violation of marrying your brother-in-law. However, when it comes to the Safi Kedush and the questionable marriage, there the status quo is that there's only one wife, the co-wife who's not related. That co-wife could do yibum. So we say, do chalitza, and if you end up, we tell you, do chalitza and don't do yibam. But if you end up doing yibam, it's not the biggest deal in the world. If you end up doing yibam, you're just following the status quo. You're following the status quo, and it's completely permissible to do yibam. We were trying to be stringent and say, don't do yibam, do chalitza. But if you end up doing yibam, it's not a problem, because the status quo there tells us that you could do uh, that you could do yibam, because there's only one wife. If the question is the marriage to the niece, then the status quo before that questionable scenario is that there's only one wife and therefore she could do yibam. That is what the Gemara says. The Gemara now has a one has a question on this approach, on this approach that there's a dis- difference. Again, there's a difference between a Suffolk Kiddushin and a Suffolk Gershin. A questionable marriage to the niece versus a questionable divorce to the niece. And that question essentially boils down to uh, the difference in the chazaka, the difference in the status quo, that a questionable marriage uh, means that the status quo is that there's only one wife. A questionable divorce means that the status quo is that there are two wives and both are exempt from yibum. So Abaye is going to ask based on the following case. Abaye says, Abaye. The case is as follows. This case will also come up later on in the tractate. 
Uh, but the case is as follows. Let's say, same exact case. We have a live brother and then a deceased brother who was a married to two women. One of them was a tzara, a regular co-wife. The other one was his niece. He was married to his niece, who was exempt from Yibam or Chalitza. However, the cases where they were both walking together, just the uh, the deceased husband and uh, his wife, who is also his niece, uh, they were walking together in a, in a building, and then the building, uh, unfortunately, collapses on them, and they both die. They both die. But the, the question is, we don't know who died first. It's really a question, who died first? And it has ramifications with regards to the Yibam. If the husband died first... So then the two women are co-wives with each other, and then both are exempt from Yibam and Chalitza. Well, certainly the other wife died, but uh, even the even the co-wife who was not there is also exempt from Yibam or Chalitza, because at the time of death of the husband, the other wife was still alive, and they were co-wives. However, if the wife, who's also the niece, passes away first, and then only afterwards does the husband pass away, so at the time of death of the husband, so at that point in time, he is only married to one wife, to the tsara, to the co-wife, who is not related uh, to her brother-in-law, besides for being the brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Uh, and so then in that case, there should be an obligation to do Yibam or Chalitza. So it's, it's a very similar case to the case of a Safi Get, to the questionable divorce. Here it's a question, who died first? If uh, the co-wife died first, meaning the co-wife who is also the niece, died first, so then there's only one wife around at the time of death of the husband. If the husband died first, so then they are both around. So either there's an obligation to do Yibam, or there's a total exemption from Yibam, and she's allowed to marry whoever she wants. So it's very, very similar uh, to the questionable get, the questionable divorce uh, case. But what is the ruling here? In this case, the ruling is, do Chalitza. The ruling is that you should do Chalitza. And so Abai is asking, what's the difference? Why would we differentiate between the get case and our case here, where the building falls down on the husband and the wife, who's also the niece. Why would we differentiate between the two? In the end of the day, they both have a status quo. What is the status quo? The status quo in both cases is that there are two wives. Before the building falls down, or before there's a questionable divorce, there are two wives. Both should be completely exempt. Both should be allowed to marry whoever they want. And just like in the get case, we said we're not going to be stringent and say that we require chalitza. So too, in the case of the mapolis, uh, we should have said that in the case of the Mapolas, of the building that fell down, that we shouldn't require Chalitza. And yet the Allah is that we do require Chalitza. So we see that we do require Chalitza even in such a suffix, even in such a, a, a questionable situation where either the building falls down, we don't know who died first, or in the case of a get, a questionable get that was given to the wife who is also the niece. And so the Gemara says as follows. That's the question. Why is one case the law that we do chalitza, and then when it comes to the get, we say, uh, she doesn't have to do anything, she's allowed to marry whoever she wants. They say, why? By the Mapolis case, in the case of the building, we should say, what is the status quo? The status quo is that, uh, uh, is, is that um, she's married to both, if she's married, he's married to both, if the status quo is that he's married to both, both should be exempt, so why should we be machmir, why should we stringent to say we require chalitza? And the Gemara says, oh, you're going to tell me maybe the reason why we're stringent here for the chalitza is just as an extra chumrah, as an extra stringency, 
But still, why would we differentiate between the two cases? By the get case, we said that, no, if you end up doing chalitza, maybe they'll end up doing yibam. Once you give them the option for chalitza, they might end up doing yibam. So so too over here, when the, when the building falls down, if we tell them to do chalitza as a stringency, maybe they'll do yibam. And if they did yibam, it would be the same problem. If you did yibam, that would go against the status quo. The status quo is that there's a total exemption because they're both married. That's what happened before the house fell down. But now you're, you're going to give the option of chalitza. There's a concern that you may do yibam. Yibam would be marrying your brother-in-law in a context which is outside of Yibam, which would be a severe prohibition. So why do we? Why would we differentiate between the two? So the Gemara gives two answers. Answer number one is Gerushin Dishchichi Gazru Barabanan Lo Gazru Barabanan. When it comes to a case of a get, a questionable get, where we say don't do chalitza, why shouldn't you do chalitza? Because you might come to do Yibam. The reason why we say don't do chalitza, don't have the stringency, because you might end up coming to do Yibam is because it's a common case, it's a common case, so therefore we will add on and say, you know what, don't add, take on the stringency of chalitza because there's a chance, because it's it's a common case, uh, so there's a chance that uh, you'll end up doing yibam in a, in a context outside of of a regular case of yibam, which would really be uh, a prohibition to marry your brother-in-law. However, when it comes to mapolis, it's not common for the husband and the wife who's also the niece, to be in a building where the building collapses on them and they both die, since it's not common. So therefore, when cases that aren't common, this is a general rule, that cases that aren't common, the Rabbanan, Chazal, the rabbis, they do not interfere with it. And they don't say, oh, we should be concerned for that and concerned for that. No, because it's not common, so therefore they don't get involved. And so therefore they should do Chalitza. Oh, but it might lead to Yibam. It's true, it might lead to a, a case of Yibam outside of the context of Yibam. But it's such a rare case that we're not, we won't be concerned for that. So that is distinction number one. Essentially, distinction number one is, is the case common or not common? The Gittin case, the, the questionable get case, is apparently more common. And so therefore, we're concerned that if you allow for Chalitza, they're going to end up doing Yibam outside the context of Yibam. Uh, so therefore, we say, don't do Chalitza at all. However, in the case of the Mapolis, in the case of the building falling down, it's not a common case. And so therefore, we'll say, you know what, we won't. Uh, be so worried about it because it's not a common case. Anyways, let them go ahead and do chalitza. The second distinction is also a very interesting distinction. Inami. Gerish in Dekaima Erva Dekamu Chalach Vatsarasa Kumitzrachas Lachalitza Amri Komu Beirabana Begito Digitamalihu Vasalihume Vatsara Mapolis Mi Komu Beirabana Bamapolis. Essentially, the Gemara says as follows. There's a good reason to assume that if you allow for chalitza in the case of the get, that you'll end up allowing, they'll end up doing Gibam. But that reason does not apply with regards to the building. Why not? Uh, because as follows. In the get case, again, the get case is where they're both married. Both co-wives are married. The, the regular co-wife and then the co-wife who's also the niece. They're both married. Then there's a questionable divorce to the niece. Uh, so we don't know. We don't know what to do. So if we tell you to do chalitza because we don't know, people might think as follows. You know what? It was a questionable divorce. The case of the questionable divorce was a case where uh, he gave the get to her, but it was... It was unclear whether it was in her domain or not to be viewed as acquiring the get uh, because we don't know whether or not it was in her domain. Uh, so therefore we say give do chalitza. But people on the outside will say, you know what? You know why we said to do chalitza? It's because now we know. We now know that it was a good get. People will start saying, ah, oh, the Bayesden, the court determined that this was a good get. At least that's our concern. People will start saying that. If people start saying that this... Uh, that this was a good get, so then, if he's divorced from his wife, who's his niece, so then there's only really one wife left at the time of the death of the husband, and then that wife should be able to do yibam. 
So there's a concern that if you laugh for chalitza, people will say, ah, you know what, it must have been a good get, and then they'll end up doing yibum, uh, which is outside the context of yibum, because it's really a questionable scenario. And the status quo, in fact, is that you shouldn't do yibum, because the status quo is that they are both, both wives are married to this to the brother, to the husband. However, when it comes to the case of Mapolis, when it comes to the case of the building falling down, what are people going to say? <laughs> There's no concern here. Let's say we say, you know what, Misafik, out of doubt, we tell them to do Chalitza. Even though the status quo is that they don't have to do Chalitza. They can marry whoever they want because status quo is that both both women are married to this man and the co-wife is all, should also be exempt based on status quo. But we say, do Chalitza anyways. What's the concern? People are going to say that the court figured out who died first, that, that they figured out that the the wife who's a niece died first, and that's why they're doing chalitza, and there's really an option for yibam. No one's going to say that. No one is going to say that we know who dies first. The bays they're not, they're not, they're not prophets. That's what Rashi says. They're not prophets. They don't know who died first. It's clear in the case of the mapoles that they're acting out of doubt that it's chalitza because they don't, they really don't know, and so therefore there's no concern that they're going to end up doing yibam because people know that they're doing chalitza because it's a questionable scenario. Uh, but however, again, to repeat, when it comes to the Safi Gek case, when it comes to the questionable divorce, in that case, then people can start saying, you know what, the, the Bezin, they decided, uh, the court decided that it really was a good divorce, which is why we, they said you could do Chalitza, but you could also do Yibam. So there's a real concern when it comes to the Gek case that you're going to end up doing Yibam. Uh, but when it comes to the Mapolos case, when it comes to the case of the house falling down, so there, uh, there's no such concern. Uh, because everyone knows that when we say to do chalitza, it's not because they figured out uh, who died first. No, nobody knows who died first, but it's just out of stringency because it's a it's a case where we just don't know. And so those are the, those are the two answers uh, to that to that question. What's the difference between a questionable divorce versus uh, where we don't know who died first? And they, we had two different we had two different answers. One answer was the get case is more common, and so therefore we're going to be more concerned that it's going to lead to yibum as opposed to the case of the Mapolas, the house falling down, that's less common, and so therefore we're not concerned for those cases where you might end up doing Yibam if you allow for a Chalitza. And then the second answer is that we cannot allow for Chalitza by the get case because then that's going to lead to Yibam uh, because people are going to think that the reason why we allow for Chalitza is because it really was a good divorce. But that logic does not apply when the house falls down. No one's going to say, oh, we require Chalitza here. It must be we know who died first. No, nobody knows who died first. It's impossible to know who died first. And so therefore people are going to will understand that this is misafik, that this is a psak, this is a ruling uh, in a case where they just don't know. And so therefore it will not lead to Yibam. Those are the two answers of the Gemara. And the Gemara will ask further questions on this opinion uh, with other interesting ideas in the next recording.